Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We are talking about the summertime and how much fun it can be and how much risk it can bring. My guests today are from Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System. We have Dr. Steve Kahn and also we have Jen Storch. So Dr. Kahn is an emergency physician emergency medicine. So he sees people in the ER and he also sees people in the in the urgent care centers. And Jen is the director of ambulatory services, which means she's in charge of, you know, outpatient care for different things and and also all of the urgent care centers. So we want to focus now on on a particular type of summer or or heat related illness. And there are a couple of them. And and Steve, I think this is something people really are complacent about? What have you noticed over the years? Uh, I would agree that people are complacent with heat-related injuries and heat-related um, problems. And what happens is they, they wait till they start to have symptoms with heat exhaustion, heat-related dehydration. And in many cases, it could be too late if mm-hmm. you wait until you start feeling poorly. Uh, you're behind what we call the power curve and you've already lost too many fluids and now it's very difficult for you to catch up. Hmm. All right. Well, let's, let's, before we go further, let's, let's talk a little bit about what happens. So when you're outside and like today, it's so humid and it's been so hot. I mean, I couldn't even go out on the lanai, go out to get the mail. I was thinking, gosh, it's, I'm going back inside. It's just too terrible out here. What happens to the body when you're exposed to that for a long time? The body's trying to dissipate heat any way it can. And in some cases, it's evaporation. In some cases, it's uh, perspiration, allowing to allowing the body to get rid of the heat any way it can. So that's why one of the things you're going to do is you're going to sweat. You're going to sweat a lot as it gets hotter and hotter and the, the dew point goes, goes up. You're going to lose a lot of fluids from mm-hmm. your body. So you really need to continue to drink fluids. I see you drinking fluids over oh, yeah. there right giant, now. Giant amount of water. I'm, I'm always, wherever I go, I have a huge thing of water. We keep bottles of water in the car. Anytime we go shopping or anywhere, we make the kids bring a lot of water. We bring water and they bug me about it. But I, I think, you know, you have to stay hydrated in this heat. With the environment that we have here in Florida, and if you're outside at all, and for a lot of our citizens of Florida, they're outside a lot. They, they need to keep up with fluids. They should be drinking fluids constantly. And kind of a crude way to look at it is if you're not going to the bathroom every couple hours, you're not drinking enough fluid. Mm-hmm. And, and a, along those lines, you would also notice in the, the urine that it's a little dark and that indicates that you might be a little dehydrated. Tell us as we're becoming dehydrated, what, what is going on in the body? So we're sweating a lot, and that's getting rid of all the water. Uh, but what's happening with our organs? Well, at a certain point, you lose the, um, the circulatory volume that we would normally have. So everything constricts, everything vasoconstricts, and the blood vessels start to shrink down. You're doing everything you can to maintain your blood pressure in the setting of decreased fluids in your body. So then now you're having decreased amount of blood flow to the organs, to the heart, to the brain, all the organs in the body. And that's not anything that the organs want to see. When they have decreased blood flow, they're going to start to misbehave. Mm -hmm. And then when that continues and it gets worse and worse, that puts you at risk 
for stroke. I mean, that is one of the worst outcomes of being exposed to too much heat and becoming dehydrated. And and we can talk about some of the symptoms in just a sec, but tell me about the end point, the big risk. Well, the big risk, there's multiple big risks, but you could get to a certain point where if you're not getting enough blood flow to the heart, you could have a heart attack. You could have something short of that where you would just pass out and then hurt yourself that way, uh, falling down and hit your head or break a hip or break a shoulder by passing out from decreased fluids so the heart doesn't have enough uh, stroke volume, doesn't have enough cardiac output. Or you could have decreased blood flow going through your coronary arteries, and that's when you have a heart attack. You have decreased blood flow going to the brain, and part of the brain that's not getting enough blood flow is going to shut down, and that's whatever part that is, that's the part where you're going to have a stroke. Right. Okay, so we don't want that to happen. If you are outside and you're not hydrating properly, or what if you are hydrating properly, but it's just extremely hot outside? I mean, is this going to start the heat exhaustion process? It'll start, but fortunately, it doesn't just typically start with a heart attack or a stroke. You're going to have plenty of warning signs. You're going to start to feel a little dizzy. You're going to start to feel maybe a little weak, maybe some nausea. You're just not going to have the energy. You're going to feel that maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe you didn't eat well. Maybe you're working too hard. But many times it's all related to dehydration. And if you would just try and drink some more fluids, you'll notice you'll start to feel better and you'll start to combat some of those early symptoms of heat-related illness. Mm -hmm. All right. And then when that escalates a little bit, what else happens? What are some of the symptoms? Well, as it proceeds further along, just like we said earlier, you'll start to, dizziness will proceed to what we call syncope or passing out, uh, feeling a little tired or weak may present, uh, pursue or uh, persist or continue on to chest pain, uh, feeling a little weak or having a little headache will uh, uh, move on to where you're having the symptoms of stroke. So it's Milder symptoms you need to pay attention to earlier so you can help to prevent getting on to the more severe symptoms. Sure. And dehydration doesn't only happen outside of the house. Let's talk about that because I know especially with our older adult population, maybe if they're trying to save money on air conditioning and it's getting very hot and maybe they don't want to drink a lot because that makes them go to the bathroom frequently. You know, I'm sure that that's something you see. Tell us about that. Well, we do see that, and unfortunately, it's some cases they're trying to save money. In some cases, they don't have the air conditioning. In some cases, it's broken, and like you say, maybe they're trying to save money and getting it fixed. And they're not dressed appropriately. Uh, they're inside, it's hot, they're dressing like they might have dressed back in the 40s uh, with uh, thick clothing and just not... Um, Clothing that breathes. Sure. Or older adults uh, always think that they're cold. Or well, they don't think they're cold. They feel cold. I'll go into my dad's condo. I'll say, Dad, it is 80 degrees in here. Oh, really? I was I was just starting to feel a little chilly. Dad. And so, they'll have three layers of clothing Yeah, on. and he's always wearing his cardigan. So, yeah, you, you've got to be careful in, in that regard. So, so if you are inside and you're not drinking enough you might just have those same symptoms. And I have a, a loved one who is 90 now, and she wasn't eating or drinking. She was feeling kind of down because her husband had, had gone into a, a nursing home. And and so she started having sort of um, uh, uh, very uh, periods of extreme confusion. You know, tell us about that, how that can occur with dehydration. 
Well, the other note, too, before I forget on the elderly, many times the elderly are on medications that can uh, prevent some of the early symptoms that we rely on, the earlier, milder symptoms, that, uh, that, that those symptoms will be blunted by the side effects of some of the medications that they're on. So when you look at the elderly on their own various Parkinsonian-type medicines to trying to combat those symptoms or medications for a variety of different things. They'll prevent them from experiencing the warning signs, and they may just proceed straight to the more severe signs of heat exhaustion. So that's, that's, that's problematic. That's, that's troublesome. But uh, as far as what the elderly can do, they, they just need to drink a lot of fluids, mm-hmm. uh, just like we're saying all throughout this segment. And people need to check on them. Hopefully they have loved ones that can check on them. And if they see that they're not acting quite right, they're a little confused. Keep in mind that um, in, in my experience, at least half the time when somebody's having a deterioration in their mental functioning, uh, the elderly, it's dehydration. Yeah, that is something that I just don't think a lot of people think of because why would you, you know? Uh, but it really is very common. So if you see someone who's outside and starting to exhibit some of these symptoms we've talked about or you encounter a loved one who's inside and having some of these symptoms, what do you do? Do you go to urgent care? Do you go to the ER? Do you call paramedics? Well, first you would give them some water. <laughs> Right. And you can see if that makes a difference. And uh, in many cases, just watching them at home for a little bit, giving them some water and seeing how they do with that. You don't want to wait a whole long period of time. I'm not talking about half the day. So 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Well, yeah, give them some fluid and you can wait 30 minutes and see if you're seeing some signs of improvement. And it gives you a chance to not just make a snap judgment. You want to look at them, observe them for a little bit and see, but... Certainly, if you're seeing stroke symptoms, you don't wait at all. If Mm -hmm. somebody's having chest pain, you don't wait at all. Mm -hmm. But somebody that maybe just doesn't seem quite right, maybe they seem like they're a little bit confused or they're just a little bit slow, you could try and give them some fluids first. But those sorts of neurological situations, we usually try and refrain from taking them to the urgent care center. If you do, it's not the end of the world because we'll have physicians there that could easily and quickly evaluate them and in some ways and sometimes redirect them Mm -hmm. to the emergency care center. Or in some cases, we call 911 Mm -hmm. from the urgent care center if we say, whoa, wait a minute here, this this is, you're not in the right place. Right, right. And then when you get someone there to urgent care, uh, let's say that it's not an emergency, but you're able to get someone there for that care. Uh, How often are they getting a bag of fluids then? Well, in the urgent cares, we typically will try the oral hydration first. And in many cases, if somebody is dehydrated, one of the reasons that they don't drink the fluids on their own is maybe they're nauseous. Mm -hmm. So sometimes with early heat-related illness, you'll have nausea. So it's it's a double-edged sword. It, it's an endless feedback loop or, or a vicious cycle where you're getting more and more dehydrated. And the more dehydrated you get, the more nauseous you get. Nobody wants to eat or drink when you're nauseous. So we can control the nausea okay. All with, right. uh, with the oral uh, anti-nausea pill, and then we'll try oral. 
All right. So fluids. So, all right. So lots of different things that you can do, and we want to find out more about those. But we need to take a quick break for news and weather. When we come back, more with Dr. Steve Com and Jen Storch, Director of Ambulatory Services. Dr. Com is an emergency medicine physician with Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System. We are going to take a quick break. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be right back. 